Spy Queens, it's Mini Queens, a micro shot of movie queens with your hosts Robert Best and Javi Miabe. Welcome! So we are really excited and nervous. This is our first attempt to do a mini episode, so we'll see. What we'll see how it goes. And tell us why we're doing mini episodes. What was the thinking, Javi? We wanted to do more content for you guys, but also shorter content. That way, if you have a shorter commute, <laughs> this is it. But if, if you have you... a longer commute, listen to this twice. <laughs> totally. And if you've loved Movie Queens, hopefully you've listened to us and you've heard us talk a lot about all the TV shows we love yeah. and the different kinds of things that we want to review. So we're going to try and include more of our favorite TV shows like, like Sabrina, 90210, Golden Girls, TV shows, yeah. TV. Let's get started. What are we talking about today, Javi? So this is a little late in the game, but we wanted to honor Luke Perry. So we thought this was a great episode to do, Beverly Hills 90210. Yeah. Um, And I was a huge fan of this show growing up. My sister used to watch it, so I always watched it with her. What about you? I remember it so distinctly. It truly feels like a show that kind of, I don't know why it changed the landscape, but it did for whatever reason. It was a big deal in the 90s when it aired and all that stuff. And it felt really culturally relevant. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Yeah. The episode that we're doing is from season one, episode 11 or 10, depending where you're getting (laughs) information. Depending on where you get your info. Yeah. And it's the episode titled, Isn't It Romantic? Yeah. So Beverly Hills 90210 was released in October 4, 1990. Was that the very first episode? That was the very, very first like episode. Like the, what do they call those? The pilot. Thank you. It was created by uh, Darren Starr, who was the creator of Sex in the City. That's right. And Younger, starring Hilary Duff. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was produced by Aaron Spelling. Very famous TV producer. What are some of his other hits? Love Boat. Charlie's Angels. And Charmed featuring Shannon Doherty. That's right. And he did a lot more, too. I mean, he's like a TV uh, like icon, yeah. truly. When you think of TV of a certain era, he was the mastermind behind all of it. So a lot of the TV that, we, that came to be popular and that you think of as kind of defining mm-hmm. the sitcom, the TV show, or whatever, he's responsible. He actually did enter to a note because he wanted to do a show about teens... And there was nothing on it at the, during that time. It was like, just like more adult, older TV. You know? Yeah. And I think it's, it, it's a good point because they talk about this shift happening and we've talked about it where we work, where in the nineties, people started to actively seek and engage with younger consumers and understand that like they wanted to make um, content that was about people their own age. Yeah. Before it had been like Dynasty Dallas, like it was always about older people living these crazy over the top lives, and that's not like kids were like, well, that's not what we're doing. Yeah. So I think it, in that regard, it was definitely revolutionary. And because of Nano Two One Zero, there was a spinoff called Melrose Place. Oh my God! <laughs> which is like where we're living. It's so close. Oh, it to is. Our- You're right. <laughs> totally. Oh my God! We are so living that. Melrose we're living Place the life. Melrose Place life. So Nano Two One Zero starred Jason Priestley, Shannon Doherty, Jenny Garth. Tori Spelling, and Luke Perry. Oh, Luke Perry. Who was my first celebrity crush. Oh, that's so cute. Don't forget Brian Austin Green and some other dude who played a nerd that I can't remember his name. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those two people. (laughs) You're like those two other ones. Ian Deering and Gabrielle Carteris. Yes, Yes, thank you. (laughs) Um, Okay, so here's some fun facts. So Jason Priestley was the last one to get hired for this. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. He auditioned on Thursday, Uh then got the job Friday, Mm -hmm. and then he started shooting Monday. 
Oh my god, that's like the fastest turnaround ever. So I don't even know when he got that script. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the, that's so weird because he almost seems like the center of the show in a way. Yeah, him and Brenda. Yeah, totally. So Luke Perry originally auditioned for Steve Sanders. Is that the Ian Ziering role? Yeah. Okay. And I guess the pilot did so horrible that Ugh, they yeah. needed almost like uh, like a bad boy in it because there wasn't a bad yeah. boy in it. Oh, interesting. So then they're like, come and audition for um, Dylan. Right. And before this was his job, he was a construction worker. Oh, wow. Isn't that weird? That's wacky. So he was truly one of those like out of work actors. Yeah. Nobody's noticing or paying attention to him. Yeah. He was 24 when this aired. And we know this because I know he was just a few years older than me. Um, and he passed away recently right. at the age, the tender age of like 50 something. Yeah. Yeah. The 24 year old playing a teenager, very typical of Hollywood. Well, I think Andrea Zuckerman was 33 or something. She was the oldest cast member. Yeah, that's appropriate for <laughs> yeah. playing a teen. <laughs> and Jason Priestley was 20. Oh my God. He was my age because he was born in 69. Oh, holy go. shit. <laughs> oh no. That's kind of cool. They were watching this as you were in high school. <laughs> I was not in high school. That's the oh, yeah. thing. <laughs> he was playing a much younger person because that's how Hollywood does Speaking it. Speaking of that, yeah. this uh, roughly got around 8 million viewers. Is that good or bad? I think that's good for a TV show, no? I think so. Right? I wouldn't know. Okay. So currently, they're actually going to do a reboot. No way. You would know, yeah, with the original cast. Well, now that Luke Perry passed away, how can they even think about that? I don't even think he even was going to sign it. Oh, really? Because he was doing Riverdale. Oh, he probably had contractual obligations for Riverdale. But I heard they're going to try to incorporate him in somehow. Oh, I hope so. And originally there was, in 2008, another reboot, and the older cast members had a cameo, but that was, like, stupid. Really? Yeah, it was just dumb. I had no idea that even happened. Well, I also couldn't relate to it anymore because it was, like... And they were, I was just stupid problems. Yeah. Like, okay. you didn't text me. I was like, that's not a problem. I mean, but their problems, even in the early show, yeah, are pretty. True. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> we'll another, get into it. Another fun fact is that the reason why this show got so popular was during the Gulf War. Yeah. Every network was just doing 24 hour coverage of it. Oh. But Fox was like, let's not do that. Like, let's yeah. just rerun all our shows. And they uh, did 90210, and that's how it started picking up. Isn't that cool? That's very cool. That's like so smart. And to be fair, I would rather watch even reruns of 90210 than anything to do with war. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. Easy choice. So, so a shout out is IMBD, Mental Floss, ABC News, Entertainment, and also the Lifetime uh, show of 90210. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> it was like this dumb Lifetime movie. And they was it like a behind the scenes? Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds horrible. And I think they took parts from Tori Spelling's book from it. Get out of here. Yeah. Did she write a book, like a tell-all book? Yeah, it was like storytelling by Tori Spelling. That's kind of clever. It was a really good book. (laughs) That's a very good book. That's a good title. I'll give her that. So here are the character breakdowns in this episode. Yes. Brandon and Brenda are twins that moved from Minneapolis to Beverly Hills. Yeah. Kelly is a popular rich girl. Mm -hmm. Steve is like the fucking asshole douche guy. Yeah. Like a jaw. Yeah. Dylan is like the bad boy that we all love. Yeah. And Donna is Tori Spelling. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget the two nerds, Brian Austin Green and that other dude, whose name I cannot yeah. remember. Was his name Josh? I think so. I don't really remember. He gets um, killed in... No yeah, way. Yeah, your face right now. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so surprising. Because I, I watched this episode and I kept thinking like, 
it seems like they're trying to make him happen and he's not happy. It's like the word fetch. It's not yeah. happening. Well, I think he wanted to retire from acting so that they killed him off. Well, and I read some fascinating fact that he ended up like in the secret service working in the military. So well done. Oh, whoever shit. That- good for him. Yeah, good for him. He's not letting some acting career get him down. Right? Yeah. Okay. So here's the plot. Okay. Of Was the there show. one? Of the show. Oh, Do we okay. even need it? No, I mean. <laughs> no, right? No. Okay. Just tell us what happened. Let me just put it in, because yeah. some people don't even know what 9210 is. That's true. So if you're living under a rock, Javi's going to give you a quick summary of the plot of this particular episode. So join Brandon and Brenda as they attend the infamous school Beverly Hills High. Woo. There they befriend popular kids like Kelly, Donna, and Steve, and meet bad boy Dylan McKay. See how these teen dreams battle the troubles of drug, sex, drama, school, and most importantly, reboots. <laughs> That was good, right? <laughs> really good. And Shannon Doherty temper tantrums. Oh, so good. She was so good. Like meant to play this role. I mean, she was born to be whatever her name, Brenda. So episode 11 focuses a lot on Dylan and Brenda. So that's why I wanted to do this. Yeah. But keep in mind, yeah. before this episode, yeah. this all happened. Brenda and Brandon attended high school. Brandon saved an alcoholic girl from drowning in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Kelly's mom gets coked out. Yeah. And this will happen like episode one through 10. And that sounds just like another day in Beverly Hills. Right? Yeah, I don't get it. What's the problem? So speaking of Beverly Hills, it starts with Brenda complaining to her brother Brandon about some dumb teen problem, how she couldn't find Dirty Dancing on VHS. I mean, that's a real problem. A real problem. Yeah. So Brandon's outside fixing his car, and guess who pops out from under the car? Oh my God, who? Dylan McCain. So hot. And she's like, I didn't see you. And he's like, I saw you. And we're all like, ooh. Well, let's also talk about that close-up because it's almost like they kind of pan from Sh- the bottom of Shannon Doherty's feet to like, she's almost in like a pinup pose leaning against the car. And she was <laughs> yeah. pretty short. Yeah. So that was like pretty tricky camera work to make her legs look all like long and sexy. And he's kind of gazing. In a way, he's a bit of a creeper. Like yeah. if I was branded, I'd be like, Stop creeping out on my sister, you weirdo. Well, it's already getting super flirty, right? Yeah. And you're right. I put that as my notes. All this is happening in front of the brother. <laughs> well, and I was like, oh. I want to make one other kind of production now. They're doing that Hollywood thing where it's like two dudes working on a car. Yeah. They're both covered in so much like paint and grease. And, and I'm just like, what are you fuckers doing? Like rolling around in the oil? Like <laughs> nobody gets that dirty. No one. No one. That's okay. total Hollywood. So then Dylan is like, Dylan goes upstairs to take a shower because he's super greasy, right? Yeah, I mean, they needed to because they're. it's like they rolled around in it for six hours. But, like, I don't think I ever asked a friend's parents, like, can I take a shower? That's such a weird thing. Only if that friend had a really glamorous house and I wanted yeah. to see the shower. Like, if it was, like, a multi-head Joan Crawford shower. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. So, guess who walks in on Dylan taking a shower? Well, we I think we know who. Who, Javi? Brenda. Oh, damn. I was hoping you would say Brian. I mean, <laughs> Brandon. <laughs> Brian, Brandon, someone with a B. So, he also invites her to go to the movies with uh, Brandon and, and himself. Brandon's right. like, sure, I'll tag along. Like, whatever. Like, Okay. First of all, do not cut away to movie tuck. We need to dissect this interrupting shower moment. Okay, sorry. Go. Please. So she thinks it's her brother. Yeah. Which already that she's like, Brandon, get out of the bathroom. I need it. Blah, 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 blah. And she just goes marching right in, which you're kind of like, don't invade your brother's privacy. As a teenager, I would highly advise against that. And why was the door open? It's like Dylan. And he's kind of like, 
Hey, Brenda. And he kind of pulls the shower curtain yeah. back to relieve his like wet soaking torso. And she does a full like stop and stare. Her eyes travel the whole distance yeah, yeah, yeah. up and down. She's taking it all in. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is very frank portrayal of teen sexual awakening. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what this whole episode was about, too. Yeah. Which I was, I was like, like, oh shit, this episode got Oh, really they're going there. Fast. Yeah, they go there right away. So, like I said, they all triple date to the movies. <laughs> and it's, it's also kind of weird because this is where we find out that, like, Dylan lives alone because his mom ran out, run out on him and his dad is, like, super shady as fuck. Yeah. They don't get into it too deep yet. No, they're just having fun ordering takeout and being all friendly And, like, together. listening to, like, 90s music. Yeah, with, like, CDs and, yeah. like, being jokey together. They're having fun. So then, the <laughs> next night, Brandon is sick at home and Brenda and Dylan decide to go out alone. Yeah. And Brenda's dad is like kind of being judgmental and is like, she shouldn't be going out with him. Like the dad's a creep. So he's probably a creep. I hated the dad in this episode. But the dad seems like such a tool. Yeah, he totally But is, both right? of those parents too just seem like such like sort of stock parents. They're like, we just need two schlubby actors to play the parents. Whoever's going to show up, you get the role. I did like the mom though in this episode. In the this mom's season. kind of a creeper though. Because she likes Dylan a little too much. You're like, whoa, calm down. Well, she probably sees the dad. (laughs) I think she sees the hot Luke Perry and is like, get me some of that. So on this non-date thing, they're supposed to go to the movies. Uh And then they go back to Dylan's house, right? Yes. So we're all under the assumption that he lives alone in this house. Mm -hmm. But when they walk in, the dad is there and... There's also, like, businessmen there as well. It's fucking weird. Yeah, it looks like a bunch of hedge fund bankers, like, weird investment types in suits. And, and everyone's, like, scrambling. Yeah, they're, like, like, looking at computers and tossing papers around. They're, like, we're all busy and important. The dad just grabs Dylan right away and is, like, I need to talk to you. Yeah. Doesn't it say hi to Brenda? No. And they go to the other room, and it seriously might as well be Joan and Christina. Shouting in front like, of the reporter. yelling in the other room, like... This isn't about you and like F you, dad. And Brenda's just standing there. I would have walked out. Well, it's also complete scenery chewing. Like yeah, the acting totally is, is so broad and bad. I was just, it's almost cringe inducing, except for the fact that Dylan is wearing the only bizarro shoulder padded like tweed trench coat. You're like, yeah. what the fuck is that outfit? He's wearing this. <laughs> totally. Like, where could it was very like, remember that Sir Chesking? From the malls. Oh, yeah. It's like very weird chess king kind of style. <laughs> just not good. So after they're done screaming for like a good, what, like it felt 15 like minutes, seconds. Forever. Yeah. yeah. Dylan storms out and Brenda follows him. She's being really calm. But before they actually storm out of the room, this dialogue happens. And me and Robert are going to reenact it. He is going to be Dylan McCain and I'm going to be my spirit animal, Brenda. So before we start... The, the fight just happened, right? Yeah. And Dylan is about to go take a drink of scotch. Yeah, he's got like some crystal flaccid flask of liquor that he's going to pour himself. These are teens. <laughs> so let's just remember that. Whatever, Javi. Don't be judgmental. And scene. You don't drink, do you? Only at family reunions. Come on, you're driving me home. Come on, let's get out of here. Look, you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. Good. Look, do you want to take a walk on the beach or something? Oh, yeah. Check out the homeless people. That'd be great. Dylan, I don't know what happened up there. That's right. You don't. You let me finish. Excuse me. I have a knack for interrupting. Dylan. I'm real good at interrupting because it had enough noise for one night, okay? Excuse me. Can you get me a taxi, please? Forget the taxi. No, I want the taxi. Just come on, damn it. Stop yelling at me. 
You're scaring me. And scene. Let's all remember that this was their first date. Acting. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, how fucking awkward was that? Extremely. And, like, if somebody threw a plant, I would just automatically go in the taxi. Well, we didn't even finish up. So, after he throws the plant, what happens? Oh, yeah. Then he's like, Brenda, I'm just, like, so sad and emotional. And, like, then they start making out. And it's like, what the hell? I would be like, what the fuck just happened if I was Brenda? They, like, Full on start making it like he's giving her tongue. It is fully on. And you're just sort of like, is that what like it? So it's it implies that like he's this bad boy that she's like falling in love with in this crazy fight. All their emotions are and they just like fall in love. It's and you're like sort Romeo of like, and Juliet, but like not. And it's it is very like James Dean. They're kind of yes. trying to build this like rebel without a cause yeah. sort of scenario. But it's a very thin, like, you're kind of like, wait, why are you all upset? Because your douchebag dad yelled at you. I mean, that's like every freaking teen's every everyday teen life. ever. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh, my dad yelled at me and he's horrible. Okay. So then, so the next day at school, Kelly is like, I can't believe you're dating Dylan <laughs> McCain. And, <laughs> Isn't it McKay? Is it oh McCain? Oh my God. Is it McKay? Dylan I think McKay it's Dylan it McKay. Yeah. Oh, so sad. That's okay. And... Brenda's like, I don't really think we're dating, but whatever. I mean, they're dating at that point. No, they're just tongue kissing on the beach or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so then at lunch, Dylan and Brenda are being like really flirty at lunch and like rolling over. Like, what the? Why is nobody stopping this? I mean, they literally are like simulate, like they're way too close and basically like laying on top of each other and playing with food and being all frisky. Yeah. And Brandon, her brother, rightfully is appalled. Yeah. I mean, if I saw my brother, I would stop. Yeah, I'd be like, like, oh, shit, we can't do this. Maybe don't act like an asshole in public on, like, the quad. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So then at dinner that night, uh, the dad's like, oh, what are you doing later tonight, Brenda? And she's like, oh, I'm going to, you know, go out with uh, Dylan. And then the dad's like, you're not allowed to see him and blah, 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 and gets all crazy. But I like because Brenda's like, fuck. Like, she just basically is like, F off. I'm going to do whatever I want. And, like. She's like, thanks for dinner. And she, like, walks upstairs. And she throws a full tantrum. I know, but, like, I love that. But doesn't she ask Brandon? She's like, well, what do you think, Brandon? And he's just like, Ugh. Yeah, he doesn't, like, defend her. He doesn't her. say a thing. And I also like how the dad's like, you're not going over to Dylan's. And she's like, then I'll just go to Kelly's. Like, my dad would not fall for that. No. I think we all know what she's going to do, but she doesn't give a fuck because she's Brenda. I also feel that if, if I yelled like that to my dad, I would not be able to go out. If I had yelled at my parents like that, I would surely have had someone's hand slapping yes. my face. Yes. Probably my mother's. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It would have just not been good. No, there was no talking back like that nonsense. That did not happen. So she's allowed to go to Kelly's house later that night and study. I mean, her parents have very lax rules. They, they like to yell a lot, but they don't. So here's another great scene that I love. Okay. Where it's a conversation that Brenda and Kelly are having. It's very like teen girl, like reading a magazines and like doing like, it's a very nineties, like nineties teens. So in the role of Brenda, it will be me again. In oh, the role oh. of the snobby oh. <laughs> rich girl, it will be Robert Best. Now that seems like appropriate casting. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Go. Okay, guys, let me set this up. So before we were rehearsing and I told <laughs> Robert, you can't sound like Robert Best yourself. You sound more like a snob. And then I was like, I have to sound more bratty. And he's like, I mean, don't you? So we're doing our jobs here. We're doing our jobs. So, and scene. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. So like I said, they're in the room talking about like Dylan and all this bullshit. Yeah. And scene. It's like they're all in this conspiracy to take away the most exciting and best thing that's ever happened to me since I moved here. 
And that's why you're keeping your date with Dylan and sleeping at my house. This is just going so fast. We're just talking about it. Wait till you get to the real thing. I guess I'm more into the romancing, like, in the movies. That's all well and good for the movies. But you do have protection, don't you? Well, no. Open that drawer. Basic rule number one. Never rely on the guy. Memorize that. You sound so clinical. Dear, clinical is, what time should we schedule that procedure? Kelly, that's awful. Well, would you rather sit around and think about names? How about Dylan Jr. or Brandina? All right, then. I'll take them. This isn't the part I want to be talking about. Brenda, if things go well, you won't be talking at all. I mean, I really feel we need to get hired by Fox to redo this plot. <laughs> We're available for the reboot. If anybody's interested, call our agent. I mean, call them now. Oh my God. It's so funny because I did think while I was watching it, how much they were just kind of like, they were right into talking about safe sex. And, you know, I mean, in a way, this is kind of probably how teens are talking. I mean, they're probably not talking like that, like yeah. we did. But, <laughs> yeah. They're not doing weird, like faux, you know, Valley Girl accents, but they're probably talking about things like condoms and, you know, losing their virginity and all this bullshit. No, I really think they were. Yeah. They're really talking like us. Yeah, yeah, probably. So at school the next day, uh, Brandon is kind of pissed that all this is happening, right? Yeah. So he goes, talks to Dylan in what, like a computer class or whatever? Who even remembers? Yeah. And they're yelling. Like people are like, shut the fuck up. We're in class. You know? Yeah. So Brandon gets all judgmental and stupid and goes up to Dylan and is like, you know what? That's my little sister. Uh, I don't like you guys dating and you need, I need to make sure that like, you're really, like, gonna, I don't know, date her and not, like, fuck her over. She's sweet, she's romantic, okay. and she's a virgin. Just wait a minute, Javi. Brandon is acting appropriately as any concerned oh, yeah. brother should when their sister's dating a total freak. Well, he could have, like, I don't know, approached the situation a little bit better. I think he approached it exactly. And how dare you mock my boyfriend, Jason Priestley? So who I, I had a huge crush on. So you're, J- you're team uh, I'm Brandon. I'm team Jason, Brandon, for sure. I'm team Dylan. And re-watching it, I was like, oh my God, I totally was in love with you. Like, he was so cute. <laughs> it's really sad to admit that, but I think I love him You still. know he got on a really bad motorcycle accident? Yeah, and he survived, bless him, but yeah. that was really scary. Yeah. So well done, Jason Priestley. We love you. Yeah. So. Sorry, got off track. Yeah. Continue. Well, this is what this is what this, this, is what this podcast is about. about. Okay. So that night, Brenda and Dylan, it's like their f- official first date, right? Ooh. And this is like a total 90s, like, montage, montage moment, which we all live, live for. for. Oh my God, it's brilliant. And like Kelly and Donna are helping her like get ready. All those clothes are fucking ugly. The ugliest outfits. Like she tries on one ugly outfit after another. It's weird. For a first date. For a first date. And the other weird thing is like, I was noticing like most of the clothes are so matronly and ugly and the way jeans fit in the 90s were just hideous i feel like they made everybody look chunky like even if you had a good body the way jeans were cut just were like baggy and egg panted it's so ugly i have a fun fact about that so in the first season they specifically made brenda really like matronly yeah like really bad fashion yeah because they wanted her to evolve as the seasons oh to turn into like a glamorous beverly hills whatever she hated it because all the other girls were in like tight mini skirts and like fun like hats she's wearing like something that looked like it was from the prairie yeah so ugly yeah so they made dolls of them, right? Have <laughs> yes, to, have they did. This. Oh my God, Mattel made dolls. But, of the entire cast. No, only five of them. Oh, wait, you're right. Just the main. And if you even look at those dolls, like, yeah. Brenda looks 
so fucking shit. Brenda's right, dressed like Little House on a Prairie, which is appropriate because Shannon Doherty used to be on Little House on the Prairie oh, when she yeah. was a tiny toddler. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually have those dolls. I fucking love them. Little House on the Prairie or the 90210 Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> the whole plan for this is, because she's not allowed to see Dylan. No. Is that she is going to get ready and put on ugly clothes at her house. <laughs> Fashion montage. And then Kelly and Donna will drop her off at the movies. That sounds like a great plan. But I don't know why he didn't pick her up at like, Kelly's because, house. Oh, yeah. You're right. I didn't she, think She just got ready there. Yeah. Who knows? So anyway, she goes to the movies. And yeah. She, and she's basically standing there waiting for him. And he never shows up. Okay. She waits from the beginning to the movie starts to the end. Like, that's like I almost two to so three hours. I'm glad you pointed that out. Because I was like, the way they show it, people are exiting the film. And she's still waiting. And you're just like. Dude, he's not coming. Yeah. Like, you should have got that 10 minutes in. I think maybe 30 minutes wait. Not Maybe like 45. 45 is a good time. An hour. Cut yeah. it off at an hour. Yeah, an hour. That's yeah, it. That's it. Like, be pissed. Two hours and people are exiting and the credits are rolling. You're still there. Yeah, that's then not in good. in a way, I kind of feel like you're a loser. I'm glad he ditched you. Well, she's from Minnesota. She doesn't know better. She's in a new town, you know? So Brenda is super pissed. She's, like, hysterical. She's crying. She stays home from school. And Brandon goes up to Dylan and was like, what the fuck was that about? Like, I told you not to hurt my sister and you hurt my sister. Yeah, way like, to go, Dylan, you big dick. And he's like, it's like not her. And um, it was like other problems. Like, communicate that. Like, you know? It's all that kind of like angsty bad boy crap. Like, I just, my dad had to flee the country and I was like, bleh. And you're just like, nobody cares, like, Dylan. That is a good reason to call her. Be like, hey, family emergency. I can't make it. Let's reschedule. You know? <laughs> you sound like such a responsible yeah. adult. I don't think that's how teens behave. You're right. You're right. So he, so like Brenda didn't go to school. No. So she stays home. She's like in like cut off shorts, big sweater, like big, they, these chunky sock things. Ugliest clothes in the world. <laughs> I mean, that's what you wear when you're depressed. Totally. <laughs> well, that would, and also if you wore that, you would even be more depressed. You're like, look at these ugly clothes I'm wearing. I feel, and she was like listening to music. Yeah. Like, I'm not even watching TV when no. you said that. And she should have might as well had, like, a big tub of, like, ice cream. You know, I like, think she probably did under the bed. Okay, I'm, I have to apologize. But this is another scene that me and Robert are going to reenact. Oh, God. It's the worst dialogue ever. It's fucking crazy. I can't. I mean, the whole episode, the writing is abysmal. So, once again, I will be Brenda. Okay. And Robert will be a Dylan. Let me... Brush up on my gravel voice. Hey, everyone, I'm Dylan. So also just to ground the audience. Yeah. He ended up going to her house to go apologize. And -hmm. nobody's home. She's home there by herself, right? Yeah. Because he's not allowed to see Brenda. Yeah, because her dad hates him. Yeah. Wisely. Okay. And see. I'm not really good at this. I feel terrible. You look terrible. You look great. You must need glasses. Can I come in? I'm sorry. I know. You're an idiot. That's not good enough this time. I don't know what to say. Oh, you don't? You're too much. You don't tell me where you were or what happened, and then you expect me to forgive you? Why don't you just go? You think I'm proud of myself? I'm not. I've just been trying to figure out what to say to you. Then say it. Brennan told me you moved. You didn't even- I didn't even show up Friday night because I needed to help my father pack. He needed to disappear. What do you mean? Where did he go? Out of the country for a little while. I really don't know where. That way, if I'm subpoenaed, I don't have anything to tell them. Subpoenaed? He found out he's going to be indicted for some charges, not murder or anything. And scene. I would have been like, you need to tell me everything. And when somebody says it wasn't this, it probably was that. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and she's just like, okay, like nothing. Anybody who's then like, yeah, my dad's about to be indicted and subpoena. And the minute people start entering legal jargon into a conversation or apology, that's when you're just like, it was great knowing you. I have other plans. Like I, my dad's a lawyer. Yeah. Get the fuck out. Leave. But you know what he does? What? He stays. They make out on the couch. Really? Yeah, they do. And guess who comes home? Hey, dad. What's the up? Dad. So they like <laughs> get up, run to the kitchen door, yeah. and then like so obvious. Like it's the most obvious. Your parents aren't stupid. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and then Dylan's like, uh, I'll, I'll see you later. And then Brenda's like, oh, yeah, I'll tell Brendan that you were looking for him. And the dad's like, I'm not stupid. Well, maybe a little. And they get in this huge fight. Yeah. So what I do like about this scene, what I will say is Brenda points out the double standard that if a guy is interested in a girl, that it's all okay and well and good. But if she likes a boy and she's honest about her feelings, sexual or otherwise, that it's somehow shameful or not to be talked about, or she's supposed to just be shut up into like, you know, virginhood forever. Yeah. And it's this thing. It is, it is unrealistic and it's the culture, right? Where we're like guys hitting on girls and having lots of women is celebrated. And a girl who's sexual or in any way, sexually active is a whore. It's a double standard. And she kind of calls him out on it. I actually like that. Scene. I do. And you know yeah. what? She was ahead of her fucking time. Yeah, she was. Way to go, Brenda Walsh. You're our hero. Yeah. But like at school, what's happening too is like they're doing sex ed. Yeah. Which I feel like you learned that in the seventh, eighth grade, not in high school, right? Yeah, and you certainly do learn it much earlier than like, I mean, you probably have like refresher courses yeah. or whatever. I don't know. So there's this whole assembly and everybody's taking classes. Okay, but during this time, there's actually going to be a guest speaker, right? Yeah. I don't know what her name was. I think it was like, fuck, we'll call her Susan. Who knows? So uh, the teacher was supposed to pick her up because like she flew from another state to talk at the school or whatever. Yeah. And so Steve, the freaking jockey, jock, cool dude, freaking yeah. disgusting guy, is like, I'll pick her up. So he picks her up and pretends to be the teacher and tries to hit on her, right? Yeah, he asks her out for like a dinner date or he's all gross. Yeah, at her yeah, hotel. At and her hotel. And she's like, no, like, she's I'm totally fine. creeping. He's totally creeping on her. Yeah. Like, creep. Way inappropriate. Like, close yeah. to her. And she's Very like, bye. up in her space. Yeah. yeah. The next day at school, they have that assembly. It's like a big assembly. It's supposed to be like a sex ed talk or whatever. And she goes up to the microphone and she's like, oh, I had a really funny story where this gentleman came up to me and he tried to flirt with me and I had to turn him down. She's like, this is the reason why. And everybody was just like, kind of joking Laughing and, being, and funny. being nerds. She's like, yeah. I have AIDS. And everybody's like, ooh, fuck, this got dark really fast. Yeah. And they do like close up on all the students' face and they are all just like stone cold, sobered up immediately. Yes, immediately. I actually like that they did this because it like made it really serious and it was like yeah. a whole like, it was, I agree. I think, like, whatever I think of the show, like, I think the show is horrible in terms of, like, it's not, it doesn't hold up as, like, great writing or whatever else. But I think it does. <laughs> I do not. Uh, but I do like that they tackle very head-on. They're just fully going to be like, we're going to talk about AIDS in this episode. And they do. And they just go for it. And there's no kind of, they don't pull any punches. Yeah. She talks about how she got it. Like, and the fact that they used a woman, yeah. they didn't make it like a gay thing. Yeah. Like, I think it was really, it felt really smart and kind of ahead of its time or, yeah. or timely not ahead of its time. The yeah. only thing is she like spoke for less than three minutes and then she got off stage. Yeah. I mean, that's the right amount of time for like, high school students. That's their attention span. They flew this woman out 
You're like, earn your money, lady. Yeah. But she, I mean, she is there to ask. Yeah, but she made an impact. Yeah, too. that's true. You're right. Yeah. If you make an impact, no matter how long you make yeah, an impact. Yeah, you made an impact. And, I mean, she made an impact on Steve, too. Well, definitely. And she was like, oh, my God, I'm really... Like, he didn't really know what to say. He was like, I don't know I, what to say. And I actually thought it was interesting the way they handled it. Because that was good, too. he was kind of, like, floored. Like, yeah. it just never occurred to him that that could be true. Yeah. And it is that thing where you think, like, we're you know, people have this presumption of what a disease means for many people. AIDS was yeah. like a gay disease. So it was just completely changing your stereotype of what you think it all means. I remember we had something like this at our high school oh, wow. where like actors came and they had like scenarios. Actors. Really? I was like community <laughs> theater actress. Awesome. All the scenes that they did were like gay men getting AIDS. And I remember after I was in this class, the teacher was like, Oh, what'd you guys think about it? And I was like, I don't like that they made everyone that was gay have like AIDS. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah, like, that's absurd. I'm glad you spoke out. Well done. And I remember my teacher's like, Oh, that is a good point. You're right. They shouldn't have done that. Like she was so supportive. Yeah. Everyone's like, kind of like, uh, they leave like well-informed. They're well, well-informed. And they sort again, like it made an impact. Yes, like I think saying. it changed their, it, it sort of like opened their eyes. You know, it's about use protection, yeah. get tested, be smart. And I think to get that through to teenagers, that is a challenge. So I do like that they were kind of trying in their own way. I mean, especially in episode 11. Yeah, totally. Like, well, and it's an episode, as we said, that's all about sort of like, sexual awakening falling in love with like the hot bad boy that has a gravelly voice that you discovered in your dad's shower yeah and i think this affected brenda because she was gonna sleep with him oh yeah she was ready yeah so then this episode ends really fast because then (laughs) uh everyone's fine at the walsh house yeah and brenda's getting ready for a date with dylan yeah she is i do like when uh dylan is gonna pick her up at the house he talks to the dad and he's like, you know, you guys... I know, you hate me. Yeah, basically. And he's yeah. like, but, you know, I would have wished to have parents like you growing... Like, it was such a great moment because the dad realized, like, um, I'm an asshole. And the dad was like, Dylan, I wish I could have your weird shoulder-padded tweed trench coat. Yeah. <laughs> so now, finally, they're on their first final date date. Oh, my God, so romantic. Are they, like, above L.A.? Where are like, they? I think they were in Mulholland Drive. Okay. Yeah. I thought they were, like, on the Hollywood sign or some stupid thing it's, like It that. might be. It could have been. Like, it's basically overlooking city lights with, like, a ho- an L.A. view. So, they're, like, walking, talking, wearing crazy outfits. With, wearing lots of shoulder pads she and was, wacky right? clothes. Yeah. Then Brenda asked the most shook question, which, good for her, Yeah, is um, if he's ever gone tested before. And if he's ever had sex with someone without a condom. I mean, and he's like, not lately. And she's like, no, I'm, I'm being fucking serious. <laughs> Tell me, you're kind of like, well, that seems like a dodge. And then he's like, yeah, I guess so. And she's like, all right, well, then if we are moving forward, you need to get tested. Like, or else like I have to stop. And then she's like, I'm just not used to these feelings. And he's like, well, I didn't say no. And she's like, you didn't. And he's like, I didn't. Credits end. Well, because it doesn't he say something like, I'll get tested for you. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, which I agree with, like what I do. And again, like finding the upside silver lining of what I liked about the episode. I like that, you know, because Brenda's sort of like, I think we're moving too fast in that episode. She kind of wants to put the brakes on because it, it feels like the whole thing with the girl talking about her AIDS story kind of shook her a little. Yeah. And it made her think about, some of the consequences of rushing into just sleeping someone 
that she's been on what three dates with not even because she was dumped on one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not so, even because the first one wasn't even real date. It was like yeah, that was with Brandon. Yeah. Like usually when we do movies, we're like <laughs> da, da, da. so we're really going rogue here. So going rogue, I love it. So did you like the episode? No, really? Well, no, you know, I liked it just as funny nostalgia. Okay, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. And I did, like, it reminded me of my crush on Brandon, Jason Priestley, who's the cutest thing ever. Like, he is so cute and so young in it. He was, like, in his 20s. He was my age. Yeah. So, I mean, he's my heartthrob, Jason Priestley. So, I do like this episode because it does hold some nostalgic element for me. And, of course, there's episodes that are so ridiculous. It's like, (laughs) this is dumb. But to counteract that, there are some episodes that are so ridiculous that it's like, I am living for this. Yeah, and I think, like, as a kid of the 90s, it makes perfect sense that this was your jam. Because yeah. it was the show of the, that defined, and like you said, later it would kind of go into Melrose Place. That era was so much about those two shows. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to be honest, you guys, we explained the whole episode here, so I don't think you need to watch it. Unless you, no, really you want to see 90s craziness. Well, you might want to watch it just to see Luke Perry. He's adorable as well. And because we just lost him, and he was, so, like... You truly, like, could not look at a magazine back in that time without seeing one of those kids on it. I think my sister had the 90210 doll. Yeah. Yeah. So, this is in honor of Mr. Luke Perry. She shall be missed. Gone too soon. So, thanks, guys, for tuning into our new Mini Queens, a micro episode where we talk about TV shows. That was fun. Yeah, it was. It was a little nerve-wracking because it was our first time doing it. Well, we don't know what we're doing. I mean, this is a short one, so we hope that you guys love listening to it. Please follow us on Stitch, Google Play, iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah, and be sure to follow us on Instagram, moviequeens, M-O-V-I-E-K-W-E-E-N-S, for fun content that we drop weekly. When our episodes drop, we'll do some different stuff around our mini queens episodes, but still check us out, follow, like, subscribe, whatever. Also check out Twitter if you're on that platform. We'll also post content there. Also, huge shout out to Jeff for helping us with post-production. Thanks, Jeff. And tune into our full-length episodes of Movie Queens where we talk about movies, which drop regularly on Wednesdays. This has been Mini Queens, a micro-episode of Movie Queens. Mini Movie Queens out. Bye. Bye, guys. What time do you want that procedure? Aren't you getting Botox? I I mean, I wish. You're ready. Let's pencil you in for one day. (laughs) 